Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Join me on the fourth annual homecoming and pilgrimage to Sierra Leone on December 28, 2021 through January 9, 2022. We will be exploring this beautiful country and eligible individuals will be receiving Sierra Leonean citizenship and passports. For more details, check out our website, SierraLeonePilgrimage.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Goham Lifestyle Vlogs, because we all need an Africa escape plan. Hello everyone. I welcome back all of my melanated kings and queens, my brothers and sisters in Africa as well as South Africa, and to my listening audience around the globe. Thank y'all so much for tuning back in to another episode of CWTG. As y'all know, I'm Teddy G, your host, and on this channel, ladies and gentlemen, you know we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no damn mayonnaise. So y'all go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, or whatever it is that you prefer to drink, and join me for the next few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about these individuals who are still running loose and are a part of the uh, Ahmaud Arbery murder case. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard me say it. We still have individuals running loose who were a part of this uh, murder or trying to cover up the murder. We're going to get right into this story, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as we uh, do some housekeeping, because you know at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G, we have to keep our dirty laundry clean with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational personal use tips to balance in the favor of fair use. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this story. I know the big question on your mind is, Ted, how can uh, uh, co-conspirators still be running free when the three Mzungu uh, race soldiers were uh, found guilty on uh, federal murder charges of Amar Avery. Well, let me answer that question for you, and I am so glad that you asked. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have uh, uh, two individuals out here that uh, uh, helped precipitate the delay of the uh, murder trial and the arrest, as well as if they hadn't been keeping figures in this uh, a circle of trust that they had, you know, Ahmad Avery may not have even been killed, but because the, uh, 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 the McMichaels felt that they had this uh, 
uh, privilege. Well, not felt. They did. They had this privilege and they had this uh, uh, a circle of trust among uh, the law enforcement and judicial system is the reason why that they felt that they could do what they did and get away with it because they had people in, in uh, key positions that uh, would protect them. And that is what I want to talk about. And the other uh, perpetrators of this murder and this cover-up, ladies and gentlemen, who are still running free, at least one of them has been charged but uh, uh, the case hasn't been came up, which is a uh, former district attorney, uh, Jackie Johnson, right? And and her uh, co-conspirator um, who helped with this was uh, um, George Barnhill, who's also a district attorney in a neighboring county. Now we're going to get right into this story, ladies and gentlemen, with these uh, uh, with facts that I mind you is will be prevalent in uh, maybe future prosecutions of these two individuals who are still running free. At least uh, uh, um, uh, Jackie Johnson, former district attorney, she has been charged, you know, with. Um, violations of oath in office and um, obstruction in the uh, Ahmaud Arbery murder case. And she was indicted by a grand jury last week. But there's also um, George uh, Barnhill, ladies and gentlemen, who also, in my opinion, was a co-conspirator in this case, especially since the letter that he had wrote uh, claiming that that Michael should not and uh, William Rodney Bryant should not be charged in the uh, murder of Ahmad Avery. Now, as we all know, these three notorious uh, Mzungu men uh, were caught on the video chasing and fatally uh, uh, attacking and killing Ahmad Avery, you know, in last February are uh, now they have uh, finally been uh officially been convicted of murder but the other two ladies and gentlemen who i think precipitate uh precipitated this are still running free but um gregory michael and his son and their neighbor you know uh william rodney Bryan, are not only the uh of the villains all right in this grotesque case uh, plagued by what? What type of allegations of uh, initial prosecutorial misconduct uh, before the arrests were made, which took like 73 days, you know, after they gunned down a 25-year-old man uh, shooting him to death in, in, in Georgia. I, I don't believe, ladies and gentlemen, that it would have happened if the McMichaels um, would have not been under the impression that they could do what they wanted to do because they got the backing of the uh, judicial system. In other words, uh, uh, um, these two uh, district attorneys, because they got a close-knit circle going on here that gave them the, the uh, thought 
that, you know what, we can commit murder and we can get away with it because we're in this circle of trust with uh, with the uh, judicial system and the uh, prosecutorial um, uh, um, system where we we don't have to worry about a thing. We can do exactly what we want to do and we'll be able to uh, uh, get away with it. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, on, from, from Dr. Rashad Ritchie, he says that he has uh, uncovered um, other cases or at least another case where a uh, murder was covered up by these law enforcement race surgeons in Georgia. And I'm going to go to him and we're going to get the story from him on his uh, 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 channel, um, uh, Undisputed, and see what evidence that he has uncovered and give more insight on this story. But I will tell you this, uh, that prosecutor who won that case on the uh, argument for um, Avery, who says that uh, he was on a jog through Sotilla uh, Shores, and, uh, you know, that was a mostly white uh, 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 suburban community in Brunswick, Georgia, when this trio of race soldiers uh, chased him down uh, in the streets uh, after wrongfully suspecting him of committing burglary or some type of crime. They made these driveway decisions or whatever and whatnot, and they felt empowered that uh, they could do what they did. Now, we know that Travis McMichael was caught on video footage filmed by Bryant, another one of the uh, defendants, um, firing the fatal shot that killed uh, Ahmad Avery. And the defense, you know, uh, for the three men, argued that uh, they were trying to perform a citizen arrest. And we already know, ladies and gentlemen, during the time that they was chasing him down, they never said that they were trying to uh, arrest him or make a citizen's arrest in connection with the uh, with uh, suspected break-ins that they thought was happening in the neighborhood and figured that he was the one who was committing them, which we already know, ladies and gentlemen, that all of that was a bunch of BS. But... What gave them the fortitude and the um, the uh, 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 know-how to say that we can do this and whatever happens, happens, but because we can uh, pretty much get away with it. They, We know that we're Mazungus. We know that Mazungus stay on cold. We know that Mazungus are privileged. And that uh, we can pretty much do what we want to do because we have favor on our side. And that's pretty much what they was thinking. But let's go to uh, uh, Dr. Rashard Ritchie and get the, uh, the rest of this story and some details that uh, he's made public about, uh, about uh, uh, um, Jackie Johnson, who he believed this isn't the first murder that she attempted to uh, cover up. Justice for Ahmaud Arbery has not been finalized. Even though the McMichaels and Roddy Bryan have been convicted of the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, the DA has been indicted for covering up the initial murder. And it caused me to ask a question. 
I wonder if the DA has covered up a murder before. Well, guess what? I have found evidence, ladies and gentlemen, that this DA, Jackie Johnson, has likely covered up a murder before. And if we would have caught it then, maybe justice would have been swift in the Ahmaud Aubrey case, or maybe even the McMichaels may not have believed they had the protection of the DA to do what they did. The former DA of the Brunswick County, the Brunswick County Circuit, Jackie Johnson was indicted uh, back in September for covering up the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. But it gets deeper than that and more people are involved and I'm calling out every single one of them. It took police 74 days to arrest the killers of Ahmaud Aubrey. The GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, says the primary reason for this delay is because the former Brunswick District Attorney, Jackie Johnson, delayed everything. Let's put up a picture of the now indicted district attorney. This is courtesy of the Glenn County Sheriff's Office. All right. I want you to remember that face because that's a thug. That's a criminal. For her alleged role in preventing a proper investigation, D.A. Johnson, 49 years of age, was indicted September 8th by a Glenn County grand jury on charges of violation of oath of public officer and obstruction and hindering a law enforcement officer. Her indictment states she should have been indicted for aiding and abetting. Johnson was booked into the Glenn County Jail in September about an, for about an hour on a $10,000 bond. But she was released on her own recognizance, which means she did not have to post any monetary bond. Wow. Johnson, now let me give you the background to how this happened. After these murderers killed Ahmaud Arbery, the district attorney at that time, Jackie Johnson, recused herself from working on the Arbery case and recommended the Waycross DA, which is a neighboring jurisdiction, the Waycross DA, George Barnhill, to take over. She sought assistance from Barnhill before turning the case over to him. Now, did you hear that? Before she turned the case over to this circle of trust that I was telling y'all about, she was uh, discussing the case with him and, and sought his uh, advice in assisting her uh, with this case before now she recused herself, okay? And we already know that uh, um, Gregory McMichael worked for her as an investigator in the DA's office. So there again, we're talking about this circle of trust and we know that Travis McMichael is the son of George McMichael. So, and uh, uh, he's also into a, uh, a small branch of uh, law enforcement because he was uh, uh, in the Coast Guard. So now y'all seeing this trust that's going on. So we got uh, um, Travis McMichael, George McMichael, uh, 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 Jackie Johnson, and uh, uh, Gregory Barnes Hills in this. So without that, that connection right there, ladies and gentlemen, shows that this not only was this a hindrance of uh, of the Ahmad Arbery uh, murder trial, 
But if they didn't feel that they had that type of protection, they probably wouldn't have done what they done because they would have said, okay, you know what? We might not be able to get away with this. So we going to just uh, uh, let law enforcement uh, handle it. And uh, we're not going to go and uh, chase this guy. We're not going to go and shoot this guy down because we could uh, be subjected to uh, criminal prosecution, which even with all of that protection that they had, they still was. Them three individuals were still tried and convicted of uh, a federal um, murder. But like I say, we these two district attorneys, ladies and gentlemen, are still running loose. Let's go back to Dr. Richard Ritchie. You got to follow it, all right? She has already gotten involved in the case because according to the narrative from the prosecutors, she is the reason why the police never arrested the McMichaels or Mr. Roddy Bryant. But on paper, what she did was she technically recused herself from the case and then recruited this guy. Let's put up his picture. This is Mr. Barnhill. She recruited Mr. Barnhill, a neighboring district attorney, okay? According to the indictment, Johnson also knowingly and willingly directed two Glen County police officers not to arrest Travis McMichael, contrary to the laws of said state, the indictment says. George E. Barnhill, the elected DA for the Waycross Circuit, recused himself of the case. So he gets the case. He ends up recusing himself of the case um, in February. Why? Because Ahmaud Aubrey's mother, her name is Wanda Cooper Jones, Ms. Jones, a remarkable woman, I've interviewed her before, insisted that D.A. Barnhill had a conflict of interest. Barnhill said his son, his son works for Jackie Johnson, the Brunswick D.A., and that Greg McMichael worked in that office as an investigator and later retired. Do you see the connection here? They all know each other and they know each other very well. This That's that circle of trust that I'm, got, I'm, I'm telling you about right now. Here go more individual. Now, uh, uh, Barnhill's son, he worked for uh, a former uh, district attorney, Jackie Johnson. So he is another individual in this uh, circle where these uh, uh, um, privileged Mzungus thought that they could uh, get away with this murder, okay? Now, everybody knows everybody who has something to do with this case. But again, like I say, only those three Mzungus were uh, convicted of his murder, while we have other individuals who are still running loose. And Barnhill, you know, he still got his job. He's still district attorney. He's still handling cases when he should be up on charges uh, just like uh, Jackie Johnson is up on charges. Out of passive association, these people know each other very well. Let's put up a picture of Barnhill again because this guy has not been talked about like he should. Barnhill should be indicted. I'm going to make the case for it. Barnhill wrote a letter 
He gets the case. He later recuses himself. But before he recuses himself, he decides to write a letter to the county police department telling them why they should not prosecute or arrest the McMichaels or Roddy Bryan. Barnhill's letter to Glenn County Police got national attention because in it, he justifies the deadly shooting of Aubrey, who was unarmed. The longtime prosecutor wrote, and I quote, we do not see grounds for an arrest of any of the three parties. It goes on to say, Travis McMichael, his father, Greg McMichael, and the man who he says shot the video, Brian Williams, were following in hot pursuit of a burglary suspect with solid firsthand probable cause. When was the last time you heard a DA sound like your defense attorney? Exactly. Misquoting the law, citing facts not in evidence, contrary to the rule of law for said state, doing what's antithetical to what they were elected to do. This guy, Barnhill, that's exactly what he did. Exactly. He wrote a letter to Glenn County saying, oh no, there's nothing to prosecute here, and then cited law that was not accurate to the case at all. No evidence whatsoever. But that's what they do, ladies and gentlemen, on a daily basis. The other thing, Jackie Johnson, the DA who has been indicted, likely covered up another murder. Let me bring your attention to 2010. Let me bring your attention to 2010, June 18th. Caroline Small, that's her name, a petite 35-year-old woman and mother of two set behind the wheel of her beat-up Buick Century with nowhere to turn. Police vehicles flanked her on two sides. A shallow ditch was on another, and a utility pole blocked her rear bumper. She was going nowhere. Let me show you a picture of the deceased Caroline Small. After they shot her, she died. She never regained consciousness again. Unarmed but distraught, her crime to that point was only reckless driving and leading police on an erratic low speed chase that ended when her car tires flattened to the rims, spun out on a suburban street. Sirens blared and officers shouted as she put the car to reverse, then drive, then reverse. The car was not moving. It had nowhere to go. It could not move. Two officers stood ground near their cars, guns drawn. One cop says on the video, if she moves the car, I'm going to shoot her. An officer yelled. Small pulled forward, eight bullets tore through the windshield, striking her in the head and the face. The shooting was captured on police dash cam video. Let me, bring, let me tell you why I'm bringing this to your attention. Jackie Johnson, when she was appointed DA and then ran for DA later, she inherited this case. Well, she presented evidence to the grand jury. Members of that grand jury, they have now come out and said she did not present proper evidence to them based on what they know about the case now. So grand jury members have broken protocol to say that they regret not indicting those cops, but they did not indict those cops because the DA, Jackie Johnson, presented misleading information about their death, about the death of this one woman and about their shooting this one woman, Caroline Small. Here's what else happened. The GBI believed it was in fact murder. 
One retired GBI agent said he had never seen such a clear case of police misconduct and murder. He said that for the record. It went nowhere. Same. Went nowhere. He said that on record. But that's the power that these uh, district attorneys have, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to um, uh, 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 abusing their power and covering for their own when you're in this uh, circle of trust or if you're just a Mzungu with Mzungu privilege. You are, you know all too often that you don't have to be e even in that circle. But if you are a Mzungu, and especially if you are a Mzungu uh, uh, law enforcement race soldier, these privileges, ladies and gentlemen, are commonplace. That's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand. This is common practice in law enforcement. This is common practice in the judicial system. This is common practice, ladies and gentlemen, when you, when you are facing prosecutors, when you are facing judges, when you are facing law enforcement race soldiers. We all saw and we all witnessed how Kyle Rittenhouse walked away found not guilty of all charges and is a free murderer out here on the streets able to commit a crime, a murderous crime, a heinous crime again. This is the privilege that they have. Okay, that's not when you're in a circle. So when you have that Mzungu privilege, and you're inside a, a circle of trust among um, district attorneys and judges and investigators and law enforcement race soldiers. Oh, you think that you are so um, far above the law that you can commit um, murder and get away with it. Plain and simple. All right. Plain and simple. This is... Uh, one of the most extreme cases of government corruption and cover-up. However, it's not the only one. To talk more about this, I have Molly Palmer, uh, criminal defense attorney and legal analyst. Molly, thank you for being on the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Tell me how you see this legally. You work in the legal field. We got a lot of dirty people. That's my conclusion. What are your thoughts? Listen, not only do I work in the legal field, I work in Georgia. That is the yeah. state I practice in. And you're right. I mean, you talk about government corruption and prosecutorial misconduct at the most extreme level. I'm so glad you're talking about it, Dr. Ritchie, because I know that after the Ahmaud Arbery verdict, a lot of people said, well, this is justice. But partial justice is not justice. And I think looking at as to why the McMichaels and Roddy Bryant were indicted for months is part of bringing justice to the deep south, to this part of rural Georgia, where this kind of stuff has been going on for who knows how long, decades. George Barnhill, the letter that he wrote in April after reviewing Ahmaud Arbery's autopsy when he was recusing himself, should never have offered an opinion about whether or not he should prosecute the McMichaels. And yet he lays out in two pages why he believes there are no grounds for charges against these individuals. 
He's still in office. Exactly. Okay. Jackie Johnson, she was voted out. We have Keith Higgins in her place. There have been a lot of changes since DA Higgins took that role down there in that district. She's been indicted. But George Barnhill remains in office. He is the district attorney of the Waycross Circuit, and he has suffered no repercussions for his role in delaying the prosecution for those who killed Ahmaud Arbery. And it's shocking, and I'm so glad that you're talking about it. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Um, I know Higgins, I've had Higgins on my radio show. He ran as an independent candidate. He actually worked for Jackie uh, Johnson. Uh, Barnhill, who initially received some media attention, has largely been left out of the conversation, but we're gonna put him squarely back in the middle of it. Um, Very well said uh, about how this is really indicative of uh, of the criminal justice system, specifically in Southern states. So will uh, Barnhill ever see any uh, 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 criminal charges against him? I doubt it. Seeing how they did have indicted uh, one um, district attorney, uh, uh, Jackie Johnson, they're, they're probably not going to try to go for him, although he clearly... We'll have to wait and see. You know, maybe something will happen where... He will be uh, charged like his co-conspirator, Jackie Johnson. We're just going to have to wait and see. But uh, her trial hasn't started yet. So even though she has been indicted, we're going to have to see what happens with her before we even consider the fact if they're going to decide to uh, uh, indict him or, or bring a case up to the grand jury where he'll be indicted and be charged as well. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of CWTG. I really do appreciate it, guys. And uh, I want y'all to continue to listen in to get the updates on these stories and these new developing stories that are happening. Please, guys, continue to do your social distancing. We got the new variant right out here now, the Omicron uh, uh, or um, uh, variant from uh, um, COVID-19. As I, as I predicted and told you guys, so y'all need to uh, continue to uh, wear your outer gear. Your outer gear should be a part of your um, everyday wear. Your everyday wardrobe should consist of uh, doing all you can to help reduce the spread of this virus. Taking, your, taking care of your immune system is just as vital. It's just as important to help reduce the spread of this virus. I tell y'all these things because I love you. Loving you guys is my food, and Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until God himself grants me the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.